from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number two, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Vince Noble, and Bill George. Of course, Jonathan is uh, convalescing at home, getting healthier by the day. So uh, you notice yeah, that boy's tan? He's getting nice and tan, too. Well, you know, he's got a lot of pool time under his belt this past <laughs> week. So, you know, he's... Uh, he, he should be uh, working on poor Nikki over there, trying to help her out in expediating all her processes. Nikki, as in tricky Nikki? Like, uh... The Ag Commission. That's what I'm saying. Tricky yeah, Nicky. Yeah, he should have plenty of time to write letters, emails, make phone calls. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, you never know. I don't know what he's doing in his spare time next to the pool. I'm taking stock in bonbons. What? Bonbons. Ooh. I figure he's just sitting by the pool eating bonbons. What the heck is a bonbon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what those are. I remember... Uh, it was like a fancy candy or something. Yeah. I see it on like the Flintstones. Uh, my mom makes Scooby cookies. She calls them bonbons. So I have no idea. I don't know what a bonbon is. Sorry. We'll explain, Bill George, since you know they're no, no, just... powder puff. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what they are? Uh, before the uh, break, in hour number one, we're in hour number two. Bill George had brought up the FWC's. Uh, if you didn't hear last week's show, they were meandering and thinking about doing some things or changing or maybe, I don't know, we'll have to look and see, well, uh, for the flounder. Because, you know, it is a food fish now that is being highly targeted, as well as a couple of other species that, uh, since we can't catch snook, reds, or trout to put into a frying pan if we choose to, it just goes to show you how many people actually do eat fish because... Now all the other food species, sheep's head, triple tail, flounder, all those things are now being reevaluated because it seems that they may be getting a little overfished. It may, it may be just, uh, they may be just eating way too many of them. I, I don't know. So Bill George went back over well, the, uh, summon, uh, the seminary, uh, summon, summary. Hamana, 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 summary. Of the rules or what they're proposing, or maybe they're thinking, I don't, you know, maybe they're discussing, you know, we'll just have to see, uh, of the wording of the FWC. So, Bill is a little verklept, so he wants to ask me a question, like I know anything about it. To me, to me, words of the rules matter a whole lot more than what they say in a brochure or anything This else. cannot be disputed when it comes to Bill George. Okay, so I, I look very carefully, and they finally put out the actual rule language change that they're looking to do with the... This has not been done. It's not a signed deal. It's not done and delivered, but this is what they are discussing, as yeah. I pointed out. And, you know, in the past, the rule has been about what you can possess in or on That's the water. Right. Yeah. Okay. So regardless of whether or not you're diving or you're you're in a boat, you turn around and it says, you know, you can't have in or on the water or land a particular fish or something like that. So in the boat, waiting or standing on but, dry land. But now they're changing the rule language uh-huh. from in or on the water, okay, in or on Florida 
uh, waters to may not possess within or without Florida waters. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to process. And I'm trying, and I'm a, I'm a man of language. So it must and be. I'm, a, I'm not highly uh, educated. I do not have a degree in English, and I did not go to school with Bill Clinton. Okay, I don't understand. The, the law should be written in such a way that a common person can understand it. But I, for the life of me, I can under, now understand how we go from in or on to for clarification to be within or without Florida waters. Within or without Florida waters. How does so, that work? <laughs> so I, I understand the in or out of, which means, you know, in a boat or waiting or or standing on dry land. Does it mean the same exact thing to be with 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 water or without water? Uh, is is does it mean the same thing to so them I in can that be, language? You know, Freaking, if you just you can't be in possession within the state of Florida. I, That's what just, I, just, it sounds like. You can't be in possession of them either if you're in Florida waters or not on Florida waters. So that means you can't own a flounder if you're in Nebraska. You, you Come on, man! I, but just make this for the common person to be able to understand. Why but would they, they don't why, want that though? That's the problem. Why would they do that? Why would they reword it They're, like that to make it so convoluted? Instead it of make just any... changing the length or doing this, we have new lawyers up in Tallahassee for FWC, and they're going through things, and there are things that need to be clarified, obviously. That I, doesn't I, clarify anything. That That's my whole point. What is this clarifying for the common person? How would an officer interpret that? If you were standing, let's say, off the Florida waters, and you're standing 100 yards off the Florida waters. Can and, I not have I, them in my freezer? And, Can I only have a day's limit within my freezer? Or in your possession in a cooler and you're 100 yards away and then uh, you still can't be in possession of them. Yes. Uh, I don't, I don't, it makes zero sense. That's what I mean. I mean, how does an officer going to interpret that? If, if you two go fishing today and you catch a couple flounder right. and then all of a sudden you land them, they're yep. landed. Yes. Okay. Can he not take all the flounder home? Well, it depends. Well, hold on. It depends on the size, and you're only allowed to bring five home instead of ten. Yeah, but you—they've you, been landed. Usually, once they've been landed, they're caught, they're done, okay, and they're made ready. You can fillet them then. You can do that type of stuff. But now it's like all of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa. Where is without water? <laughs> I. I, I you know, and it wouldn't. Now I got to ask you I this: I can understand it's, it's, if you want to sit there and clarify that somebody on a bank fishing, it, you know, is is subject to the rules. I I'm not saying there's probably not some clarification that needed to happen, but this certainly does not demuddy the water. No, and as a matter of fact, it just it makes it even worse. And now I got to ask you a, a real question: is how do you get that chance? I mean, do you stand in front of the commission meeting and go, what the hell do you mean by this? Well, I will or, I will turn around at the next commission meeting during my three minutes to speak on this. I will I will bring this language up. And and Vince could do the same thing. He can do the same thing, but you know what? I'd rather ask Gino because he's on the phone. Oh, and Gino, Gino fishes for flounder. I don't fish for flounder. What's no, up, Gino? You know, listen, I, I could target flounder if I wanted to. But they're kind of a pain in the butt to clean. They got to be good size. You got to clean them funny. I always throw them back, unless I got a big, like an eighteen-inch one. 
So I could take you out where you could get six or eight flounder right now in a short period of time in a, a couple little spots. But, but I, now, how would you be taking them? Would you be uh, uh, on Florida water, or without Florida water, or well, not I'd, on I'd or around Florida water? A, I'd be standing on a DOT, DOT seawall. Uh huh. And casting into uh, Tampa Bay. So okay. we have a federal. We have a federal land i'm standing on uh, or might the state of florida i don't know right so but now wait a minute so what would he technically be doing if he was standing on a dot seawall in is, a federal is it area an sr number or is it an fl number wait where's the it's concrete a, made it'd be an sr number but i don't know what it is i'd have to go on google maps and then it tells me to <laughs> but if it's say, not you on state road 78043 <laughs> No, I'm on. I'm standing on Fourth Street, man. Oh, okay. You know I mean? so, uh, yeah, I got you. All right, Bill. But what if the concrete's not made in the USA? So is it U.S. soil now, or what? Uh, Come well, on. Yeah, yeah, it is because it's part of uh, U.S. land. But uh, the wording that it has does that does that help you in any way clarify any of this information for you, Gino, at all? No. Well, the, my biggest thing is, guys, is this really a problem? <laughs> no. No, it is on the Atlantic coast. Yeah, but not yeah, on the yeah, West yeah. Coast. Now they fish for those big flounders over there in, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the runs. That, yeah, but their rules over there are now applied over here on the West Coast. So if that's the case, as Bill George pointed out last week, then why aren't our snook, trout, and redfish rules being applied over on the East Coast? Is it even the same species? I think the species ah, over there is a ah, different species. That would be the Atlantic flounder over there so on we that can't, side. We can't fish for flounder, but dang it, we can go to the store and buy it from China. Oh, well, that's that's And they catch it right off the coast. (laughs) (laughs) They catch it on the West Coast. Yeah, Yeah, I just, you know, they they created a a problem where there wasn't one, I think. And I do understand where they're talking about the big big flounder runs. People fish up at Sebastian and everything else. But I mean, some of you think that yet the snook is a different species from the Gulf to the Atlantic. That's true. And I I do understand it is a different species, like... From Everglades City around, it is a different species of snook or subspecies or something. Well, uh, we have to take a break, Gino. You were absolutely no help, so thanks for not calling. <laughs> you're you. without <laughs> help. <laughs> you're not within help. You're without you're help. You're without help today, my friend. <laughs> Gino, go have a great and for weekend, man. Thanks for the call, okay? All right, buddy. Good, good talking to y'all. All right, man. See I love man. you. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Stay right here. We'll be right back. Now I want to hear this whole damn song. Do you know he's a rocket scientist? The lead singer? Yeah, no, I didn't, so I don't care. You know what? I hate you. You should. You really <laughs> should. You really should. It should be nothing but hate-filled heart on it. Yeah. So, so much hatred. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince and uh, Bill George. We are here in the studio today. We are uh, taking calls. If you would like to uh, give us a ring-a-ding, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. Plans for this afternoon. 
Vince and I and the kids and anybody else who wants to come and hang around. Um, uh, we're going to be out at the Dunedin Causeway a little bit later on this afternoon and doing a little, uh, a little shrimp fishing, top predator type fishing. Hopefully, <laughs> now I'm going to be out targeting strictly uh, flounder. That's all I'm going to go for. I'm shooting strictly for flounder, and my number for today is 40. Bring I'm the gig. I'm going to shoot for 40 flounder before the rule changes, and then I'm going to just nail them up like the old days, where I'm going to nail them up across the board and like squat down and have a black and white picture taken of me going, and there's catch in Florida. And then uh, you make it into a <laughs> postcard and send it everywhere. That's my plan for Let's today. Let's send it to the FWC. You know what? I can do that in Tallahassee. I'll send it up there and go, no rule changes needed. We're catching plenty. Wish you were here. You know, one of those kind of things. You we think know, that'll go over, Bill? I think that'd be awesome. That'd be a good one. So that's my knock, number. Knock, knock, knock. It's my number for today, 40. I think I'm going to go for 40. Uh, also, uh, today, not much going on in the way of anything else. I mean, uh, we do have some pretty windy conditions out there, and it's going to be uh, partly cloudy, stormy. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's moving in and moving out. It's breathing. It's Florida. West Coast, interior. Interior, West Coast. West Coast, interior. Inhale, exhale. That's exact. Inhale, out, exhale. Across the board, and then we're all good. Uh, Bill George, you got any plans for today or nine? I got I got more stuff to do than you. I have not had a break in quite a while. Well, I know you haven't because, you know, with your computer skills that are legendary, except in this room, um, uh, you know, I know you've been kind of busy with your whole IT affair, so yeah. it's all it's all. And good. matter of fact, they're they're reaching out to me right now. Um, being IT, we turn around. We have a lot of people, you know, having to work from home, and so all of a sudden you turn around, you get people, boom, they're they're now trying to work from home, and they're not used to trying to have so, their telephone ring. So have you had you know you're a handsome guy? Have you had that uh, episode yet where you have the girl that like answers the door and like. Oh, Bill, you're my rescuer. Come on in here and no, not one of those no No scenarios. Telephone support. Oh, good for you. Oh, so you're that guy. Please power down your computer and turn it back on. Yeah, let's see. Wait thirty seconds and then hold the button. Yeah, he's like that guy. You know, our old chief engineer uh, Frank Barry. uh, You know, whenever we would call him, there'd be a a huge problem in the studio, something going on, and the first we're like, Frank, there's no music, something's not working, CD thing's on fire, and then it's like going everything. Is the pot on? Is is the pot turned on? Are you sure that the pot's turned on? That's basically would be the first <laughs> answer every time. <laughs> I just told you it's on fire. Okay, I'll be there in like five minutes. That, that, yeah. That'd be it. So anyway, that's Bill George's life. Uh, speaking of things being turned on and things being turned off, we got the word this past week that the Big Buck Expo has been officially canceled. Oh man. It's officially canceled because of the uh, C-19. Uh, I guess they don't want to take the risk or they couldn't figure out a, the powers that be couldn't figure out a, I guess, a safe way to have everybody the, meandering and doing really whatever. Not. You think about it, there's not a safe way. I what said, there's not a safe I told way. Jonathan, I said, the way you do it is you hand them all a protest sign and you just turn them loose and let them go wander around the thing going, uh, albino, uh, piebald deer, lives matter, or whatever it is, pick one. And as long as you're protesting, then you don't have to wear a mask and you're all good. Wearing the mask isn't terrible. I just told you how to get around it. I'm not worried about getting around it. Actually, the best one I heard this entire week, which I posted like 50 kabillion times, 
was the ordinance says that if you're eating or drinking, then you don't have to wear a mask. So just walk around with a paper straw in your mouth? So just walk around with a jaw full of sunflower seeds and the, you're the eating the entire The humidity is about 90%, so I'm only getting 10%. <laughs> so you get your water. Just like any football or baseball player, oh, pop a bunch of handful of Davids in your cheek and walk around with a cup. Sir, please put on your mask. Sorry, I'm eating. Sorry. <laughs> I'm eating, so I don't have no. to wear one. But it so is true. Sure. Like last night at the restaurant, we went down to Krabby Bill's, met Richard from Extreme, and you have to wear your mask in. And as soon as you get to the table, you can take it off. Could you get more touristy, dude? But could you literally take the guy from Georgia and take him to the most touristy place on the It was better than going to Frenchie's. Oh, whatever, man. Seriously? What's wrong with Krabby Bill's? Did you have people over going, how are the crab cakes over there today, Actually, you Billy? Know what? Their menu sucked and the prices went up. Of course they did. I was, I was I was not happy at Think all. Think about all those New Yorkers that are down here escaping the COVID. They're down here uh, eating it up, man. Two pounds of king crab. Guess how much? Uh, A wild guess. Uh, Twenty-three dollars. Try seventy-five. Listen, listen. What? Who, who, <laughs> yeah. Who's coming to Florida to eat king crab? Anybody who's not living here. Anybody willing to pay seventy five dollars for king crab? I saw that. I'm like, king crab. Got to be kidding me. Is it king crab, or are you talking about snow crab legs, or whatever? No, it it said king crab. King crab is expensive, bro. Oh, I know, but seventy five bucks for two pounds. You might as well be eating stone crab claws. Exactly. I'd rather eat stone crab. But you know what? You know, if you didn't want to support Florida seafood and Florida seafood's industry, I understand that you want to support somebody else. I don't. I I think that the crab leg craze that that has been going on the uh, snow crab uh, since you know deadliest catch and all that stuff has come on. It has killed an industry. All the blue crabbers that were out there, we used to have really good, clean, delicious, big uh, blue crabs here, and I love blue crabs better than any of those other crabs. They're sweet. And the thing is now is nobody eats them because you know they're too much trouble. And, you know, they're not as, I don't know, exotic, I guess. So now most guys that are out there catching blue crabs are That's turning them into bait. And that and that sucks. It really does. It sucks. I, I, I don't like it. It's an industry here that, uh, you know, either you, you you don't eat them or they use them for bait. Or, uh, you know, you eat your crab legs or stone well, crabs, which are expensive as the, all get out. The Big Buck Expo may be canceled, but next weekend at G5... We are doing the alligator seminar. What do you mean next weekend? Like this coming Saturday? Yeah, this coming Saturday. Next Saturday? What the time? The 18th. I met a kid. 10.30 ye- to 1. I met a kid yesterday, man, that has his own company. God bless him. I think he was like 13. And he has his own uh, business. He does his own snow cone business. I said, dude, you need to come set up out at the gator seminar, man. That'd be oh, awesome. You would, yeah. On a hot day out there, man, you're going to make a... Bundle. And, He'll make and, a bank. and we're going to turn around. We're going to do the seminar outside underneath the overhang so that, you know, have we you can figured be out. out. Have you figured out a way that we're going to Facebook live it and stuff? Because you wouldn't believe how many people have requested that on social media. You tell them to come on inside. Well, come on over. No, but there are people who can't make it here that are all over the state who would love to be able to watch it. And they're like, dude, can you live feed this thing? You can should you take, your I- take your iPad, Bill, put it on a stand, and then do live. How long would that thing run with the... Uh, with plug the- it, just plug it in. Get a cord. Dude, I, you, if you want me to be why, your cameraman, I'll do it. Why am I going to do that? Vince is going to be there taking care of that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, there are a lot of people who are requesting to have it done. Why, yeah. why not? We'll we could stick it in your face. We'll see. Pan around every once in a while to the people going. <laughs> we can plug. Does it have a, a audio jack? Yeah. We can plug the shotgun mic into it. 
Dude, Maybe I got a, a Yeti. You could, you could use a Yeti mic on there or a shotgun mic. That'd be even better. I got that, too. Dude, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> You're going to be like around the world live and in person. You bet that hair better be perfect. Yeah. And, and don't wear the flowered shirt. Don't wear oh. the black and white. Don't wear the black and white one. No, no, no. Or the fluorescent green one. No, wear the green, green one's cool. I like the green one. <laughs> I like the green one, and I like I the... I may have to get a new one. I like the red... What a size? blue one. Bill. What size do you wear? What size do you wear? Seriously. Large, extra large. I'm about to dig through my Hawaiian shirts. Maybe I have one that's a little more. Vince, Vince is going tomorrow next weekend. Hawaiian shirt weekend. I am Vince. not wearing the Hawaiian. Come shirt. on. I can't. I'm going to be a G5 working, so I can't. I Wait, can't yes, you can't. You can broadcast in it. I can't wear broadcast. But, 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 where are we broadcasting? We're going to go out to G5. Uh, who said we were broadcasting? I don't know. Am I learning now about? Did you know about this, Diego? Well, I better let Ray Ray and everybody else we know. We talked about to... that last week. You are drunker than you know Cooter. Good Brown, God, man. Seriously. Stay off the sauce over there. Is that tea? Oh, it's Long Island iced tea, isn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Next weekend, apparently, we're going to be out there with some gator thing of a hopper that Bill George is going to wrestle a gator with no shirt on and just a Speedo. Buttered up for the fans. Yes, the gator will have no shirt. <laughs> and our good friends out of Brandon Ford will be back. Still in Saigon. Still in Saigon. Well, if you ever go back into Woody's Wallway, you better not go at night. There's things out there. One of the greatest songs ever written. You know why I love this one so much? It reminds me of, like, it takes me back to his old southern rock roots. Really good. And for a guy his age, I don't care when he was 80 or 79, when this song, he would do this song, you would have thought he was 30. Really? Oh my gosh, dude! He can still belt it out. Charlie Daniels, of course, who we're talking about, and we will miss him tremendously for sure. Not just in his uh, music, but also in his wisdom and his patriotism and his love for this country and God. He's uh, he's a good man, and uh, uh, it's hard to say that he's gone when his music will live on for until uh, well, till the earth blows up. So I mean, it'll be here forever. So he's left a pretty good legacy. Well, I did. I turned around after he passed. I went and. Listen to a number of interviews he's given over the years, and it's, it's quite interesting listening to him and and listening just some of his thoughts and everything. There's uh, I've probably I've talked about it on this show before, but there was an album that came out. <clears throat> we only played one song off the entire album uh, on WQYK back in the day when Tommy Rivers was on the morning show with us, and um, uh, there was a song that was uh, called The Civil War. Now, they've, they've since made it into a play um, that's usually done on small theaters or whatever around the world. But um, they took a bunch of country artists and they wrote songs from the letters that were written by soldiers on either side of the war, the South yeah. and the North. And they basically put them to song or to music or wrote a song about it. And, you know, Travis Tritt's on there. You got... Uh, 
uh, all these people that are on there. You got all these artists that are on there. But Charlie Daniels does the opening and he does the uh, the ending epilogue at the end of this thing. And um, it's just the way he reads and the way he does it and his intonation and the way he does it. It'll bring tears to your eyes. Just I his reading of it. Just the reading of it will do it to you, man. And it's amazing. And um, if you saw my... Um, if you saw my post from Veterans Day, uh, that was a quote from the song. The only song that we played was from Tracy Lawrence called I'll Never Pass This Way Again. Did you ever see that one? No. Did you ever hear I, that song? I've heard of it, but I have not heard it. That's the only song that we that Tommy Rivers would play from that album on, on the morning show. And, uh, I mean, everybody, you know, when you think about what that song means and stuff, people would just choke up. Hmm. It was crazy. And uh, even today, if I if I hear that song, it's like <laughs> nothing. You're crying, you know. <laughs> shut up, whatever. But um, anyway, Charlie Daniels did the opening and the closing of it, and um, it's tremendous. It really is. I think you can find it on YouTube, Diego. What? what? He went. <laughs> <laughs> He's asleep. <laughs> He's like, totally. Poor Diego's been awake for like three days, man. He's in there going, "What? Pushing button." Pushing button, answering phone call. I don't know. But if you can find it, uh, it's it's hard to find. You can find them on YouTube, and you can find all the songs. Sometimes they're from the plays, but from the original album or CD, it's it's you gotta you gotta look for them. It really does. If my computer was working, I would bring it up for free. The IT guy's working on it, man. He's trying to help a brother out. I understand. I understand. I understand. I get all this stuff that you've been doing lately. Did you see the post in the uh, Florida Hunters Network about Muscovy ducks? Yes, and uh, when the guy actually said who eats these, and I'm like, everybody. Why why wouldn't you? They're big, fat, gorgeous, uh, well-fed. I mean, (laughs) stinky, muddy. How are they stinky, muddy? How are they any stinkier or muddier than a than a wild duck that's out there flopping around in some stagnant eh, uh, dot pond on the side of the road? Listen, nasty. Inbred. What are you talking about? I was I was shocked on the price that they were getting for them. I didn't even see it. What was it a pound? I mean, no, 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 eight ninety nine a pound, but it was like fifty some dollars. For a Muscovy duck, yeah, but it was a big duck, dude. I mean, it wasn't I like some care. little it's a blue wing duck. Teal. Not a big duck. It's a duck. Yeah, but that you duck, know? that duck probably weighed what twelve pounds. All I could think of—that's bigger than an Osceola after you pluck it. Yeah, my thing, <laughs> my thing is that's that's one of the few things you could legally hunt in and and come out ahead year round. Cost you to, to, I mean, with a loaf of bread and an electric garage door opener, you put that bread back <laughs> in the back of the garage. <laughs> You got a whole, you got a whole covey of them. Right? Yeah, I don't, what we, do you call them? Uh, it would be a flock. It would I be would, a flock. I would I call guess. it a flock. I don't. Well, they don't really fly that much. So the a waddle. I guess I can't tell you the eggs aren't bad. I've had the. eggs. They're huge. They're big old eggs, man. I know that. We used, to, used to have one in the front yard that would nest there all the time and had a mama out there and scramble up some. Eggs. I had a mama for some reason that would go underneath my air conditioner, and she'd do her nest under there. And, and and squeeze underneath that thing. It's only about four or five inches up off the ground. And she'd get in there. She made her, had her, all her eggs and, and, and feathers all pulled. Everything, man, she'd be in there. Next thing you know, there'd be 35 ducklings running around. And then at, by the end of the week, there'd be five. <laughs> so Between uh, the cats, the birds, peregrines. We got falcons over here. And they go, kitty cats. The, yeah. You know, little Miss Nancy but, lets out the back door. But I was surprised at the 50-some 50, 50 bucks. Of course, that's a USDA 
processed. I mean, there, I'm sure there's all kinds of rules and regulations they have to go through on a duck to be able to process it and package it. A Muscovy, yeah. I'm so the sure. gray line there is I can go to Lake Seminole and grab a few ducks if I want. Why not? Uh, according to the FWC rules, they are a non-native species, so they can be taken year-round. It's no different than an iguana or, you not, or you a must tegu. You humanely or, dispatch it. Yeah, as long as you humanely uh, do your thing. You know, it's like, I think Bill George's idea of a garage door opener and some uh, Cheerios is a good idea. I can tell you they're not dumb, and if you go out there with a fishing net, you may get one, but you're not getting the whole group. And the next time you walk <laughs> out, they are gone. They know the net. They scattered. No, they know you. They're like, no, that's that guy. That's that dude with the thing. Don't don't go in that yard. Don't go in that yard. They, it was kind of like the lady we grew up with, the Fura, who lives across the street. Don't let the football hit the grass. The Fura, you know, when the Frisbee would hit yeah. there, we'd all go, you go get it. I'm not going to go get it. You, I'm not getting it. We had one. Her name was Mrs. Sermon. We, we didn't know her name. We just oh. called we just called her the, the Fura because she had a really <laughs> thick German accent. She'd come out with Shotzi, the Doberman. <laughs> you know, it was like, get off of my lawn. And we're like, Yeah. <laughs> Who's running over there to get the ball? I'm not getting it. She would take them. She would keep them. If she got to the ball before you did, the ball was hers. She don't want to start that war. If you don't give me back my whammo frisbee, it's going to be bad. (laughs) It's going to be a bad day for you. Why? You couldn't throw anyway. That's how it ended up there. (laughs) You thought the Russians were bad. Wait till you you make the 97th Avenue crew get mad. (laughs) All those kids in the neighborhood. Halloween would have been a very bad day for her. Would have been horrible. We made some bad times for this one. It was interesting. Yeah. Well, you better before you open your mouth, you better check those statutes of limitations. I'm done. So she did. <laughs> she good. She did. Her troubles are over. <laughs> uh, today, if you didn't hear, Vince and I and uh, the boys from the extreme off the road, off the uh, beach fishing crew are going to be down here on the Dunedin Causeway. Richard Huggins and uh, his crew came down. Did he bring his wife, children, nephew, wife, nephews, everybody? The whole clan. They're all there. So I guess, are they set up now? They're or? set up now. He's actually in the process. He was there at like 6.30 this morning. So it, when you say the process, is this in the legal uh, chumming of the waters there process? There is no or? chumming. It's kayaking bait out right, and dropping the bait and okay. coming back. So that's not not considered chumming, right, Bill? No, George? because no. It's, on a, it's, on, it's on the hook. You're just dropping the bait. Right. So he's got the tent set up. He's got the rod set up in the beach. He's ready to go. Well, I talked to the children last night, and uh, Mom was really upset because I told them to tell her that we were going 200 miles offshore and we were trying to get great whites. Why? Why do you do that? So she is, like, freaking the freak out because I don't think they've told her the truth yet. (laughs) It'll be fun. (laughs) That would actually be kind of fun. Yeah, we're going to go 200 miles. We heard Lucy pinging off the coast, so we're going to go out there and see if we can't jump up and uh, catch a great white. It'll be just like Jaws. I mean, like, you know, like, you know, yeah, just fishing. Need a bigger boat? Yeah, need a bigger boat. I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not the 200 miles off, the need a bigger boat. That 13.5 alligator last year was like, we needed a bigger boat for that. Well, that one you did, because that was a that was literally a dinosaur. I mean, if people don't realize how big 13... You remember Big Al that used to live out at Bush Gardens? Yes. Everybody would go over and see Big Al. Wasn't he like 14? He was a big boy. He was, he was like 14-footer, but yet he weighed like 2,000 pounds because he ate everything people threw at him. Every kid walked by throwing him a corn dog or a corned apple or whatever. <laughs> Let's feed him, Mom. Well, I don't have anything. Give me your ice cream. 
I mean, all he did was sit there. That was a big alligator. He, and he finally, I bet you he could still move, though. I think he finally died. I think Big Al's gone. He's probably on some uh, rich lady's feet perusing around somewhere on the streets of Paris right now. Oh, yes, these are Big Al shows. I got these on the... No. Yeah. No. Because you can't get a tag for captive wildlife. If he was a farm alligator, that'd be fine. Well, maybe they consider him a farm. So what they do yeah. with him? They just like uh, start, dig a hole back there on the belt and uh, put him underneath legally, the tree. Lion meat. Legally, you can't get a tag for your captive wildlife. Well, they fed him sh- to the what, lions. What, what? That's a shame. Should have found some use for that. All right, taking a break, you guys. Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. If you're thinking about gator gear, that's where you need it. GMB Gator Gear, there's a big old lineup. Although the hooks are getting very scarce over there, Bill George. He'll be there for next weekend. 2.5s. The 2.5s are running out. All right. And also, uh, our good friends over at Brandon Ford still got some great deals right there on the lot left over from the 4th of July blowout. So go by and see them today. Go, guys, for Brooksy Hall. He'll put you right in there on the car truck you need today. Keep your hands off of my stack. Wild Outdoors in the studio today. Beautiful start to a Saturday. It wasn't raining on my house yet. Was it raining on your house? No, sir. How about you, Bill? No problem. Huh? So far, so good. We got some stuff building over there on the uh, northern. Looking out the Aki weather window. Um, <laughs> we look at it that way. If you uh, did not hear uh, a little while ago, let me reiterate that the uh, the Outdoor Expo has been officially canceled out at the uh, Lakeland Center out there. Coming up uh, was going to be here towards the end of June, starting uh, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Um, so it's it's been shut down officially. I don't know if they're going to do another one in the fall. I heard there was rumors that they may try to come back um, possibly before we get into too deep into hunting season but they realize as much as anybody else that hunting season basically starts back the end of this month so yeah you're gonna be about two or three months already into it by the time it even comes around so but we are doing the uh gator seminar over at g5 and uh so that i'm looking forward to that last year was a pretty good turnout and this year we're looking to uh step it up what are the times again bill 10.30 10.30 to 1. It'll be a good time. It'll be uh, very informative. It'll be uh, one of those things where uh, if you have a question, if you're new to the uh, the gator hunting world, it would behoove you to come out and uh, be a part of it. Ask as many questions as you can. Uh, legal questions when it comes to legality, uh, waterways, what you can get into, what you can't get into, all that kind of stuff like that. Uh, it really does help out when it comes to gear, uh, that's a pretty easy one. I mean, you basically have some pretty basic elements when it comes to hunting alligators. Uh, there's some necessities that you probably 
absolutely need, and there are some that maybe you don't need if you're going to do it a certain different or different kind of way. And there's there's a number of different techniques that you can use. Um, I mean, I've done everything from run a million miles an hour on the airboat, harping them as you go flying by, which is not very easy to do. No, <laughs> nope. to to sit there and snatch them, sight sight them, snatch them, call them up with calls. Um, we, we hook a lot of alligators we never even see. And that's what I'd like Vince to, to see Vince, Vince, uh, didn't really handle running around in the, in the wind in the airboat very Hold well. Hold on, I handled so, it. So, I was just calling. Hold on. So, Hold so on, Sparky. we're going to, we're going to have to <laughs> show him, uh, a different style, which is the bubble trail aspect of alligator hunting. I would have been fine if Chris wasn't messing with me for four hours. <laughs> You, you were and fine. you know I'm right. <laughs> you were you were fine. Don't worry about it. I was white knuckling for four hours, like getting ready to uh, throw it, the stupid buoy because listen, he would move his arm. Listen, he's I've like, been, boy, I've been if there. I move my arm, get ready to throw that buoy. I've been there. Like, All right, sir. I they got always it. say that. Yeah. yeah, I've been on the boat like that from dusk to dawn, held in a buoy, dude. Anyways, doing so. it at night, uh, <laughs> going a thousand miles an hour is a lot different. But this seminar is a good opportunity for you to ask the uh, the important questions or ones that you. May not know the answers to. I mean, uh, it could be something as simple as I got an alligator in my back ditch and I got a, a county tag. Can I go uh, take that sucker out of there? I yeah. mean, it's it's you. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Or my neighbor has one and uh, said that I could come get it if I want to kind of deal. I mean, sometimes people are leery about that because they don't know all the rules. And, and the reason why this is so important and the one reason why you wanted to bring it up so often is because if you didn't hear, the FWC has shut down all of their gator information seminar. seminars. Yep. So uh, they used to do them across the state, kind of go float around in different places and do five, them. Five, they did them like five different locations, all the way from Tallahassee down to um, Palm Beach, you know, Hollywood area, Okeechobee, Gainesville. Central Florida, you know. So they, is GMB going on the road or what? Maybe we do a road trip on the road right now. <laughs> we're going to turn around and offer it here. We'll see. You know, um, being that the expo was shut down, we may look at you know later on, depending on how this one goes. If um, there's another opportunity somewhere else in the state, we may we may look to go. Do you have an event page that I could share or anything not, yet? Not right now. Come on, man! You know I come on. G, you can, dude, you can, you can Mr. Share it. IT guy. No, 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 no. Let's put on an event. G5, but I don't have a. G5, I don't have a page. G five has the 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 flyer built, and you can share it from their their stuff. The only problem is, is that was the first initial cut flyer. We'll have a better one hopefully this week because that one everybody was like, "There's no address on it. Where's it happening? Where's it happening?" So I had to go back and and tell everybody where it was happening. Okay, and do an event and, uh, from GMB Gators page. So we can promote GMB Gator, <laughs> and I can actually share it. You can share it. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> he's, he's just trying to help you, Bill George. I understand. But uh, it's going to be a good time. There's going to be food, fun, and frivolity for everybody. I think they're going to probably do some giveaways and, and stuff yep. like that. I know we did last year, and uh, Bill was out there, and I, I I guess I said you invited a few friends. I don't know if you're going to name names yet or are you still well, working no, on no. that, or I'm I'm going to confirm here, maybe at the next break, somebody and okay, uh, we'll look to. Is we'll there look. gator nuggets? That's that's what I'm trying to verify <laughs> that we can cook 
the Gator Nuggets. Well, they you know they got the little kitchen set up out front. We can fry, yeah. you can grill. They got a big green egg out there. You can do whatever you need to do. If you're volunteering, Vince, it'd be more than uh, I'll more than happy are, to are cook. You, are you working Friday? Uh, Friday, me, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be there maybe, Friday. Maybe I, if I donated some meat, they can uh, make a couple test runs on Friday on cooking a few things. On the big green egg? Yeah. Pull some of that Everglades seasoning off the shelf or something. <clears throat> Have you tried the one with the orange cap? No. There's the green cap and then there's an orange cap. Everglades. Is that the cooter? Amazing. Is that the cooter rub? I don't remember which one it is. I just know it has the orange cap. Cooter so rub, good. Man. I put that stuff on everything just about. So. Man, it's good on chicken. It's good on pork. It's good on beef. It's I mean, I'm surprised every day when I go into G5. I was there the other day and they had guava jelly. Yeah, that stuff is awesome. That and, is so and I was awesome. like, you know, I was like, man, what nook and cranny is this hiding in? Because I've walked around that place from time <laughs> to time. And it's like, okay, <laughs> uh, where, where was the guava jelly? Because they had it out front. It might be a new arrival. Usually it's back there with the big green egg stuff is where all the spices and rubs and all that stuff. The honey and all that stuff is kept up by the cash register there. And uh, that's my big, that's my bane. I can't walk by there without getting some of that uh, gallberry honey. And now we have Tupelo honey in there, world's most expensive honey. But, um, yeah, it's good stuff. How much is it? <laughs> Dude, it's expensive. Tupelo honey is more expensive than, I think, an orange blossom. I, I, was just told, I was just told to tell Big Sugar I will create an event page on our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> is that from George? Yes. Okay. Good morning, George. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's good. But so. it, it is happening uh, next Saturday. It is uh, early in the morning, so uh, you'll be done. Uh, still have time to do whatever yeah. it is you want to do for the rest of the day. And we, we are looking. Last year we gave away a bang stick, a harpoon, and some hooks, I think, to as door prizes. Nope. Nice. You know, so. You bringing the scoots? Oh, I'm sure I can bring some scoots. Bring some scoots for the kids. That'd some be nice. Scoots, yeah. and nobody knows what to do with them. What do you they're mean just on the I'm countertop. My kids have scoots, and I'm like, uh, what are you going to do with that? And they're like, I don't know. It just looks cool. I just it does. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's it. It's like, I, what do you do? Put it on a keychain? Make a tooth out of it? What, I, you walk I into had your somebody who turned around, and I had to send them another one to North Carolina because they always kept it in their computer bag, and their computer bag got stolen out of a car. And so, <laughs> hence, they called all the way back down here to Florida. Get another scoot. Why? Right. It's obviously not a lucky scoot. I was going to say. Wasn't lucky for the alligator either. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's unlucky for everybody. There's bad juju on that one. Yeah. I just said say la vie to that one. And, uh, I, just, I just pictured the criminal who stole the laptop sitting there trying to figure out what You know he still has it. You know he still has it because he's asked by 50 different people. Man, you know what that is? I found it in a bag and I have no idea what the thing is. What is that? Is that like the top of a skull or something? What is that? I have no idea. I think the dude might have killed somebody and kept it as a trophy. It's like a serial killer dude, man. Kept it on there. But that's happening next Saturday. What are the times again, Bill George? 10.30 to 1. And uh, it'll be a good time. So Definitely. it's there. It's air conditioning. So when you do the inside stuff, and are you going to go outside and do the... We're going to do a lot of the stuff outside to make sure that... <sighs> okay. Um, Keep everybody social distance, uh, get some of that UV light going. Well, it's, it's covered, so there's plenty of yeah, shade. Yeah, there's and all that, stuff. and I know they were talking about putting up the uh, big the, tent, too. The big tent? Oh, so. the, the big tent. So For when they do the tent sale. That's a nice one. It covers a lot of area. So, uh, so 10 to 1.
10 to 1. 10 to 1, it's a good time to do it. And uh, like I said, you can sleep in, show up, and then go out afterwards and go do what you got to do for the rest of the day. Because it doesn't even get dark till what now? What, what time does it get dark on the beach? Like yeah. 9 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> 9. <Yeah. It's> like, <laughs> Trust me, because but when I turn around and keep, get and I'm working outside or something like that, get home, try and get the lawn mowed, you wrap up at dusk and it, it, it's saying 9 o'clock and it's like I haven't even gotten a bite to eat yet. You know? Yeah, so. and I don't usually go eat lunch till around four o'clock. So I mean, and usually by then I'm not even hungry anymore. It's like, hey man, you gotta go to lunch. I'm like, what? What? Oh yeah, I'm supposed to go to lunch. Sorry, don't know. Anyway, go out and have a good time today. It'll be a good time to have it. But also mark your calendars for next Saturday, ten to one, at G5 Feed and Outdoors, which is right there on Highway 92 west of Plant City. If you go. If you're heading uh, eastbound on I-4, you just get off on the uh, Dinosaur World exit, which is North Branch Forbes Road, and you continue to go south, and when you get to the first light, you take a left, and you go down about, what, a quarter of a mile or so, and it's on the left-hand sure. side. So it's it's hey, not that far. will be a busy boy next week. I got that, and then I got a scuba diving thing I got to go to afterwards. What about what? the tap dancing lessons? Um, I'm, I canceled those. What? Yeah. You were getting so good at it. I know. I was, I was getting bored. We're going to change your his name feet, to Mr. His, Bojangles. His <laughs> feet were swelling. He can't get in the slippers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that shoes don't fit. <laughs> oh, they hurt my feet, teacher. Well, Are you uh, diving next weekend? Uh, no. I, well, my brother just started a new company with his friend called Blue Descent Divers. And they're doing an open house. And um, I'm going I'm, I'm going to try to get back into the diving again. What does Blue Descent Divers do? They're, they teach you how to scuba. Oh, I thought they, they were teach just... you how to go down. Well, underwater. underwater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shivity cricket, we've descended. <laughs> Even Diego's shaking his head. That's not good. All right, <laughs> he break woke time. Up. Break time. Hour number three is coming up. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon O Ford. Let's get on it. We'll be right back. <laughs> 